0: In today's episode of the Iman Wire podcast.
1: No matter how many people took shahada through my hand, alhamdulillah, uh, to me it's still not enough. I want to do more. I'm excited today about Islam as I was 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Um, so I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep me that way, uh, that um, I die as a Muslim and as I lived as a Muslim, inshallah.
2: Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Iman Wire podcast, Salim here with my co-host Ghaydar Assalamu salamu alaykum Wa alaykum as-salam, as-salam, how are you? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah And uh, really it's an honor to uh, welcome our guest Imam Suraj Wahaj Assalamu alaikum, Imam Suraj Wa alaykum as-salam wa
1: rahmatullah It is my honor, you don't understand, it's my honor to be with you brothers You um, are on the field and you're doing the work and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you And I am very appreciative of all the good work that you're doing Alhamdulillah. I mean, that kind of and, and
2: speaking of field work, that, you know, that's a great um, way of introduction. Uh, and of course, for our listeners, there's really there's no introduction of Imam Suraj uh, necessary. But I wanted to share like a few personal connections with, uh, with uh, you, Imam Suraj Wahaj. Actually, I already started uh, before we, we did the podcast. I showed you this picture <laughs> Um uh, of uh, of you, myself, and my father, I was on a trip abroad. It was actually, I think, on the road to Damascus, actually, yes, if I exactly. remember. exactly. Yeah. And, and you remembered this struggle. Cause you remember. Because you, you asked me. Absolutely. I remember. Hey, you remember. You quizzed me. Like, you don't remember who was on the trip? It was a That's celebrity. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Akeem Elijah. Won, exactly, of course. Exactly,
1: exactly. And
2: I remember even photobombing, like, a picture of Akeem Elijah on that trip because I didn't have get a chance to directly meet him. But uh, I was impressed that you actually remembered that, that trip, um, I, I want to say
1: this. You know, I know. You, I want. I don't want to interrupt you, but you can never un- underestimate the impact of people, and and one of the ones is Hakeem Olajuwon.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. And
1: an extraordinary example um, when, especially now, in the Muslim youth are looking for, you know, present day heroes, uh, role models. Um, when Olajuwon um, was in Houston, Texas, and he was on the basketball team, the Rockets. Um, if you ever wanted to find him, go to the Masjid at fajr hmm. Always there. Whenever he's in town, you find him in the Masjid at fajr and a real good Muslim. So to see him, uh, you know, in that in that area, he he heard that we were there. <coughs> Actually, we, we were in um in line, in line, yes, Jordan, yeah, that exactly. He heard we were there, and he came. He came to the to the um to the uh, Hotel that we at right. and he had dinner with us.
2: Yeah, so I remember I remember like you know seeing him there. And but I, I wanted to share that that uh, story of the trip because that picture was very special to me. It was it's it's been in my room like <laughs> it's, it's been in my room. <laughs> and people make fun of me. Why do you have a picture of like your mother, and your and your father? And I was like it was like it was really special to me. So, and I'll tell you why because um uh, you know this is over twenty years ago. And forgive me, Mr. Raj, for sharing this, but I, I feel like necessary to, to share this, just like my personal connection with you. I think like for a lot of people from my generation, you know, that, uh, you know, you're instrumental in a lot of our, our, our own paths to the dean. No, no. And I'll tell you a story of like actually one of my first memories. Uh, I think my first memory of hearing you, um, I was probably about nine, nine years old or so like that. Um, because I grew up in east coast, and you know, I, used to, I used to see you at, at events after that. But my first interaction, I think, of, of hearing you, I was probably about nine years old. And uh, the message that you gave that night was like resonated with me so much that literally that evening, and I was like, I didn't really have an understanding of a lot of things about right. the deen, right? But um, I, I, I remember you know how you remember spe- specific dua that you yes. make, right? Yeah. Right. So that night, I mean, I, I was on my knees, you know, before sleeping. And I literally like, you know, I prayed, I was like, oh, on what you had inspired me that night, I said, oh, Allah, just let me um, live another day so I can get my life right. Allah Akbar. And that was, that was like, you know, you planted that seed for me and and a lot of uh, of people of my generation. SubhanAllah. And I would be remiss to not thank you um, publicly for that. You know, I, I not told that story to people, but. It's something that I feel, it, and that was a journey for me because I kept on seeing you at events and and and, and you were our um, influencer. You know, they talk about social media influencers now. You were like our influencer. Yeah, and yeah, um, so. you know, then, like, then when I saw you like about, you know, uh, that time when we were in Jordan and, and over and over again, um, and that brings us to sort of what I wanted to, to like talk about a lot with you today is because actually we're interviewing you um, at a fundraiser. Yes. And a fundraiser for uh, Tarbiya Academy, which is uh, uh, the first IB uh, primary year school in in the United States. I have one
0: thing to share as well on my side. And and this is usually the podcast with uh, Imam Siraj and we need to hear him. But just uh, as an amana in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I wanted to also share you know, part of, uh, and forgive me for interrupting, and, and this is a very important point, please come back to it, mm-hmm. but just to give you, uh, sheikhna a small nugget of what I experienced when I first uh, came to the United States, it was back in 1999 when I first came, I came from Syria, and right off of high school, and uh, I was just learning English, and alhamdulillah, things are fine or whatever. And then I got to uh, my college in New Jersey. And then all of a sudden, you know, in, in my second year or third year, uh, you know, um, I started, you know, uh, getting to know the MSAs and what the MSA is all about. It was just all foreign to me. Right. And Islam was just part of my background of the mosaic that I lived in my life all along. And Syria has a lot of, you know, different interpretation of yes. what Islam means. But subhanAllah, I wanted just to share one thing as well. Uh, and I appreciate your patience is that you know people told me let's go to the msa East zone conference i'm like what is this let's go to it and then like i I hang out with some of the msa folks and we were just like hanging out let's go and you know let's have a bite you know after that and whatever and i remember distinctly you know getting to understand a new way or a new uh, version of islam subhanallah you know and and one of the very lectures, and I didn't know who you are, Sheikhna, before that, by right. the way. I didn't. I was just like this new immigrant fob oh. coming from. All- <laughs> <laughs> and right. then, uh, and then, Subhanallah, I attended. I was fascinated. I didn't know, first of all, by your name, you know. I was like Siraj Wahaj, you know. That was a fascinating name, you know, for a Sheikh. And then, um, on the other hand, uh, Subhanallah, Sheikhna, I wanted to, uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of remind myself that. In your lecture, which I don't remember most of it, but you mentioned something. First of all, the way that you presented, the way that you spoke was was just very, uh, you know, touching to my heart. I was this dormant Muslim, Mm. you know, and um, and you said something very simple. You know, you said, you are a Muslim, aren't you? Get up and do something for Allah. Allah Akbar. (laughs) That's it, you know. Really? It was just like as simple as that, but the way that you that came out from your heart, you know, as our Prophet ﷺ, you know, and a lot of the ulama say, what comes out of your heart, you know, you know, reaches the heart. So, you, you say, you're like, you're a Muslim, aren't you? Like, one of the, get up and do something for Allah, you know? And it was maybe around that, it was that and a couple of other experiences that subhanAllah shaped me, who I am, that I sprung from this cultural Muslim that a lot of people, you know, unfortunately live in, to an active, you know, so, uh, somebody who is trying to improve himself, improve surroundings around him and improve, you know, you know, as they say, as the prophets say, like plant a seed, a right. good seed. So I want to just to, again, on my end, thank you as well for all that generational, you know, guidance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon you happened? and that disseminated through you.
1: Before Salim, before you go on, Salim, I want to say something. And, and this is really remarkable about, <clears throat> I've been doing this for a long time. I I can't, if you ask me how many years, I'll probably say 40 years, 45 years, something like that. Um, And and I'll be honest with you, I've traveled around the world, i traveled around the country, and um, I never understood the impact that we had on people. I never did. About seven years ago, people started telling me. Um, I'm, I'm start talking about I'm talking about the leaders of the Muslims first um this sheikh, this Imam and how you know they benefited from us years ago how we affected them and then it seemed like everybody started telling me everywhere I went United Kingdom say you know Imam Saraz when you you came to England you were the one and then South Africa and so forth and so on and you know what? whatever effect that we might've had, Allah hid it from me. And I think Allah hid it from me so that I would never get a big head. I never felt like, do you know who I am? I am the Suraj Wahaj. <laughs> I never felt that way. You know, I felt like a regular guy. I felt Allah had blessed me. And, and alhamdulillah, in the last few years, I've come to realize, based upon testimony of so many people, the impact that 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 we made, and I'm very grateful to Allah um, for having done something for Him. So yeah. I, I just I just wanted to tell you that
2: you were talking about field work, and and we're we're meeting you here again at a fundraiser, and you're still you're still doing the work, the fundraiser for as I said, a Turby Academy, which is um, the first uh, IB. Primary school and in Islamic school in in uh, in the United States, and it's um, you know they've they've been able to facilitate us getting a chance to talk to you. So I want to thank them for that. Um, But I got to say, Imam Suraj, I mean, we just finished the fundraiser, and I was I was going back to when I was like nine years old. Seriously, (laughs) you know, it's been a while since I got to hear you live. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's still, it's uh, you know, that picture I told you about? You yes. Know, you look at that picture now. You saw it. I mean, like, I, uh, I've aged horribly, but you're the same. <laughs> you're the same. So, you're <laughs> nice the same, so um, and, and uh, you know, you're still, you're, you're really in inspiration because you still keep, keep on doing the work. The but line. obviously, you know, we, we want to talk to you today about, um, you know, basically how our generation, you know, the younger group. Not just, uh, you know, the you know the the lay people like ourselves, but also there's, there's scholars from amongst our age group as well. And, and I, I wanted to sort of, like, get your impression first of, you know, being in the community, working, um, being in the trenches for so long. And now, you know, now we're like t- 2019. Uh, it'd be interesting to hear some of your, your, your feelings or your impressions about some of the
1: shifts that you've seen. We live in some very interesting times. <clears throat> Let me just... Let's just talk about presently in, in our country. Um, if you had asked me, I would have told you that, in my opinion, Hillary Clinton would have been a much better president than Donald Trump. You know, and it's not even—it's not even—you know, not—it's not, it's not even debatable, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I felt that if Hillary Clinton had become president, the Muslims would have gone to sleep. And I think that, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm a firm believer in what the Prophet ﷺ said, Mu'min, Wondrous is the faith of the believers. No matter what happens for him, it's good. You know, if he has some adversity, he's patient, and that's good for him. And if Allah gives him some, you know, some blessings, he's thankful, and that's good for him. And um, the thing about Donald Trump is that it has caused Muslims not to go to sleep. Um, because here's a man that's not really just against Islam, but against a lot of values, against people, against people of color, against immigrants, uh, and things like that. So in a, in a crazy sense, he has brought us together. Um, Muslims now uh, are very active. We have two Muslim sisters in, in the Congress of the United States of America, Sister Rashida Tlaib um, from, from um, uh, Detroit, and Sister Ilham Umar from Minneapolis. I know both of them. Very beautiful sisters. And so you see a lot of Muslims now being engaged, and that's good. It's a it's a trying time. Um, we have more Muslim schools now. We had a, we had, as you know, we had the fundraiser just as you mentioned uh, tonight uh, in New York City. We have 35 full-time Muslim schools. So, but the fact of the matter is, only five percent of the Muslims go to Muslim schools. So ninety five percent of our children go to non Muslim schools, public schools. Um, and so we 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 live in a time where it's difficult. It's difficult. We have some some Muslims who are leaving the Deen. Uh, other people like the my masjid yesterday. They told me in the last few days we had like seven people took shahada. So on one hand, you got you have you have two doors in every masjid. You have the front door by which people become Muslim. Imam is Shakir, Saraj Wahaj, Hamza Yusuf, abdul Hakim Jackson, abdul Hakim Quick, Bilal Phillips, all of Suhaib Webb, all of us came to those, that front door. But on the other hand, we have a back door by which Muslims are leaving the fold of Islam. So the job of the Imams is open wide the front door and close that back door. And this is our this is our struggle. Um Muslims, one-third of the Muslim Ummah live in non-Muslim countries. So where do you find them? You find them in the United States. You find them in Great Britain. You find them in Europe. You find them all over the world. So um, so we are the West. So the question now for me is what are we going to do, the Muslims in the West, how will we have an impact on the people of society? So so good things are happening. And at the same time, we, know we have these great challenges, Muslims leaving the fold, fold, fold of Islam. You did mention,
0: uh, sheikhna about some of the, um, you know, political advances, so to speak, that were uh, as a result of this uh, spring into action of the yes. Muslim community collectively right. uh, after the last elections. Uh, and um, I wanted to also ask you, um, you know, in terms of the non-political, you know, or the uh, educational, social, although everything's connected. Right. Um, I wanted to ask you more precisely... About that spring into action phase, have we, in your um, you know assessment, gotten better in doing this? Because as much as you see very key improvements happening, uh, you know, and especially Muslims have been, you know, uh, kind of you know. Uh, they don't spring to action until they're really nudged. <laughs> That's but, exactly the point. Yeah, That's the point. But, but uh have you seen uh, in your um you know experience especially compared to the previous uh, two generations, you know, that we have gotten to do a good job socially on an educational basis on a maybe an economical basis to kind of look inward, have the suburban muslims maybe looked a little bit more inward towards their uh, city uh, Muslims have the, uh, you know, immigrants uh, reached out uh, a little bit more, maybe to the uh, African-American indigenous Muslims that are here for many, many decades and millennia. You not know?
1: just come back, returned from United Kingdom and, and all the Muslims in the United, United Kingdom marvel at the Muslims in the United States because we've reached a level of sophistication that they admittedly don't don't have. For instance, um I was amazed that last year in Birmingham, UK, uh, they had the Eid prayer in a park. 140,000 people attended the Eid prayer in Birmingham. But the people in England England tell me that um, Birmingham is one of the most um, divided communities in all of the United Kingdom, Mm -hmm. although they came together for the Eid prayer. So there's a certain level of sophistication. That's, that, that the, the Muslims in America has, has done a better job. For instance, years ago, there's some Muslim scholars who would not even sit in the same table together. Now they're meeting. Um, and New York City, you have any idea how many Muslims in New York City? Would you like to guess? Uh, uh, you know... Uh, would you we, like to guess?
0: Yeah, just about a year ago, you we were guessing about 120, 150,000.
1: Very good. One million three hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not that far off, right? So so you got you Sorry, got gentlemen. you have that, uh, and and we have like I'm I'm the vice president of the magistrate of New York, right? Very active, one of the most active shuras in the United States of America. It's a good mixture: African Americans. The the president uh, is from Algeria, vice president African American. Uh, our treasurer from Guyana, another Shura member from um, Bangladesh. So we have a nice mixture. So we get together. and So a lot of those imams who wouldn't sit together in the past now work together. So it's better. It's better uh, socially. Muslims are interacting between the Muslim, the, the African-American Muslims, indigenous Muslims, uh, Muslims, in, uh, indigenous Muslims, or uh, are, are the um, immigrant Muslims are learning about Black Lives Matter. There's conversations that happen. So it's, it's, it's a tremendous growth. And um, to me, things are definitely looking up. How do I know? Because we've done these sessions in universities all throughout America and, and, and we see um, immigrant Muslims say, oh, not, I get it now. I understand now. And it's all about communication. It's all about talking to one another. So we have a lot of that going on. So
0: it's now. not just, you know, unique to New York City because New York is... It's all over the
1: country. In my opinion, I listen, some areas are more progressive than others. Um, some some get it better. But it's happening. Uh, so I'm, I'm pleased with the, you know, listen, there's always room for improvement. But in general, Muslims are moving in a, in a good space, in my opinion.
2: That's really refreshing here because actually, uh, I think for a lot of people in our generation, I think
0: like we always look at the negatives, you know, and we sort yeah, of have. We, a, we tend to focus on the negative. Really? A lot? Uh, yeah. I, I, really? Especially
2: in social media, right? Because everything social media everything is, like is a about storm. calling
0: people out now, you know. So uh, I mean, even, even among even among Muslims. Well, unfortunately, it has. You know, uh, I'm not going to say progressively. It has really gotten uh, to a point where you know if. No matter how much you do for Islam, maybe decades and decades of work, it could be one, yeah, uh, one instance of slip, which is, and it can be a genuine mistake. You know I've seen that. that people write you off, and unfortunately, yeah. people online are, you know, not very. You know, uh, you know, people usually say behind the keyboard things that they don't usually say uh, when they're meeting you face to face, and it has gotten to lose a lot of that spiritual. Depth as well in terms of good counsel or a good even good conduct,
1: you know, between us. Yeah, I must admit, there's some of that. There, you know, there's there's some of that, but I think that the good outweighs the bad, in my opinion. Inshallah.
2: Do you feel that um with you know the advent of like say social media, with a lot of even like distance learning, a lot of uh, do you feel that um the the masjid have have uh, suffered in any way because uh, there's not you know before there was only one game in town in the sense of made by if you wanted to get your Islam like you, you there was no other place to go than to go to the masjid and and you know and and, and meet the Muslims there and, and be in that community but a lot of uh, a, a lot of the the trend now is a lot of people some even question whether they really need to be attending a masjid
1: uh, there, listen there's, there's no question that in, and I think research will back it up. There are more Muslims outside of the masjid than inside the masjid. That's a given fact, right? I try to deal with what's what's the reality, what's our reality, can we reach them? Um, wherever you find the Muslims, where are the Muslims? Wherever you find the Muslims, you're going to find some there trying to do some good. I don't expect everyone to go to my masjid. I don't expect all the Muslims to go to all the masjids, but I do expect wherever you go, you're going to find Muslims, uh, you know, in the social media, so I'm not. I'm. I'm. I may not be as concerned, perhaps, as others. Uh, that's just that, That's just the reality. Uh, wherever you find the Muslims, let there be someone to help them. Inshallah, to preserve their deen. Sheikh Yasir tonight he talked about the Islamic schools. Um, we have more Islamic schools than we ever had before. But again, we have you know, again we have we have both. We have people coming into Islam, some some Muslim going outside of the Islam. So uh, we do the best that we can.
2: I think for a lot of us of my generation, uh, we're sort of spoiled in a sense because we don't recognize a lot of the sacrifices that right. our, our, our our previous generation had to uh, had to go through, especially in the sense of say like you said schools, or even for example like uh, like food, for example, like you know like the, a lot of people from our parents' generation, they didn't they didn't have options for like halal meat, or they didn't have the, all these restaurants that you right. see in a lot of, especially in a lot of urban areas now, and in a lot of cities and things like that. Um, do you feel that there's this there's 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 an element of it, say entitlement or this sort of spoilage amongst um, uh, you know us our, our it, generation, it, it, and, it, it and it if prob- so, what are ways that we can mitigate? It, it that? probably
1: is, but you know, probably one of my problems. I'm going to be honest with you, is that I don't know what's going on unless I'm told, like for instance by people like you. And I think it's important for your generation to talk to our generation to let us know what's going on. We have in my master we have what's called straight talk. Like once a month we bring the youth together and we try to have we try to have some dialogue. But what happens is that sometimes we may not be in touch. So I have one reality and you have another reality. And I think it's important for you to do this. We 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 need this kind of conversation, not necessarily in the broadcast but to talk to from generation to generation, uh, not only, not only uh, cross-culture, but cross-generation, and have these kind of dialogues. And um, then it, it, it teaches us the reality. Sometimes my secretary, my secretary is young, and she'll tell me about some of the things that's going on in the community, and I said, wow, I didn't know that. So that's why my view is one way. I'm very positive. I always think about the positive. But there's another world out there that you guys have to help me to to, to learn. Um, the Prophet said, alayhi salatu wa he says, The best of my ummah is my generation and then the generation that follows it and then the generation that follows it. And usually the further away you get like yes, it was mentioned. T- t- you know, today grandfathers and great grandfathers practice in Islam. By the time you go to the third and fourth generation, there's no, there's no, there's no Islam. So, um, um, so yes, th- you know, I I'm the first one in my family to become Muslim, and and um, alhamdulillah, after that many Muslims, children, grandchildren. Um, but again, the further they get away from my generation, then the more trials they're gonna have. Have we been
0: disillusioned with um, the principles of what we should hold on, you know, based on this many distractions that we see now with the, the Internet and everything that's going on? Have you seen with the younger generation some sort of, uh, you know, kind of you're not looking at the your eyes are not on the ball, you know, your eyes are somewhere else, you know, um, so to speak? You know, Again,
1: I I, I I realized from this conversation that I have to have some conversations with you all. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta school us what's going on. Because I think, you know, um when I used to come to Washington, DC, there was a group of young Muslims. Wherever I went after the program, we'd get together, they say, Imam would be going to this restaurant, took it to this nice restaurant, and um and and we would talk and we would have fun. One of those young youngsters named um Ali went to the West Coast. And he came back and he visited me one day and he said, Imam, he's about 21 years old. He said, Imam, I hate going to the masjid on Juma. I don't I, I don't like it. I said, why? He said, because it's not relevant. They don't, they don't, they don't relate to me. And that that opened up my eyes. And so we had a, a, a conversation. And this is what we need. We need more of that. And I'm, I'm saying, I'm I'm expressing it now because talking to you, it's like, wow, man, I don't, I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't I didn't know that's 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 going on. So there has to be this this conversation between us. So I can't begin to solve the problem un, un, unless I know what the problem is. Right. So with that in mind,
2: I mean, what would you say, Imam Suraj, in terms of? I mean, you are, you interact with a lot of of uh, Muslim scholars and imams and leaders in, uh, in 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 the country. You know who are who are from you know a younger the younger generation or the mid you know. What are some of the things that? you feel that they need to prioritize
1: maybe they need to tell me you see that's what I, I don't I don't get the, I don't I don't feel that way I gotta t- I got school these younger g- I don't feel that way I'm telling you I'll be honest with you I don't feel that way I don't feel like I have to school them on anything I think that we can talk to one another Mu'awi, he said there's no real wisdom without experience so yeah I got years of experience but they also have something and I think that us having you know together to talk together talked with the immigrant and the indigenous, the African-American Muslims, Latino Muslims, which one of the greatest, the fastest growing Muslims in America are Latino yeah, right. Muslims. Yeah. So this brother, um, um, Mujahid Fletcher from right, yeah. from mm-hmm. uh, Houston, Texas, really is leading the way for the Latino Muslims in America. That's so right. there has to be dialogue all the way around. And it ain't like, Imam Salah has got to get you youngsters and you got to teach you guys. No, I don't feel that way at all. I think all of us have to sit together and have some dialogue. And what one thing has, as a result of this, my conversation with you, I realize I intend to do that now um, to talk to more every and occasionally have meetings, town hall meetings and, and, and things like that. So I want to be more, more educated in what's happening And you know, so you can think about it, man, from week to week to week, I'm in a different city, a different yeah. country. And, you know, when is when, when do I get a chance to really sit down um, and and see what's going on? Like, we, we come here tonight, right, to Tarbi Academy, a fundraiser for a Muslim school. But as I told you, what about the 95% of the Muslim children not going to Muslim school? What's going on? How are they getting along? How are they getting along in the public schools? It's a real issue. So, and, you know, so or to conclude there's a lot of work to do.
2: Given that you're still going, you know, doing all these, uh, mashallah, all these events and serve as a community, what's kept you grounded? What are your suggestions to uh, Muslims who are, you know, uh, you know, on the front lines, you know, getting involved, a lot of uh, you know, political, social engagement, a lot of these efforts that we're seeing uh, in the masjid, outside the masjid, in the communities, you know, there's a lot of, you know, problems with burnout, there's a lot of problems with short-sightedness, you know, losing your uh, you know, losing perspective on like the long term, the long term vision. What are some of your suggestions? Um, you know, to keep let me grounded tell you something. and focused.
1: I love Islam. I cannot see myself not not practicing Islam. And if you ask me, well, Imam, why are you? I mean, what kept you grounded? I don't know. I just love Islam. I believe in it, and um, and I I've, I've lived it. You know, I think part of the experience as an African American struggling in this country. Martin Luther King Jr. said, he who gets behind in a race must forever remain behind or run faster than the man up front. So we're running hard. I don't I don't even have time. I don't, you know, I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep that in my heart, keep focused, keep working. I can tell you this, from the moment I became Muslim, i have been working. I've been working for, for Islam. And maybe that 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 is that has helped me. So um and and the other thing, I study. I study every day. My idea of a vacation, honestly, give me some books and give me a corner. My wife will tell you. Always in the book. I just love, I love, I love studying. I love researching more than I love talking. I only talk because I have to do it. They asked me to talk. I didn't, I didn't say, I want to, I want to talk. You know, if, if, if you knew me when I was young, you would never think I would be a public speaker. I remember what I was in, um, we were in junior high school, with Whitman Junior High School, and our English teacher, used to make us read in front of the class. and I used to sit in the back of my seat and hide behind the desk because I don't want to, I don't want to read publicly, you know and um, but after I first joined, which is another conversation, 1969 I joined the Nation of Islam. It was then that I I really learned to 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 read and then becoming a Sunni Muslim in 1975 and then open up my, my, you know, my heart to reading and learning and studying. I love, love to learn. And so um, that has helped me a lot.
2: Alhamdulillah. Uh, I want to thank you Imam Siraj for, uh, you know, taking the time out. Um.
1: Listen, may Allah bless you brothers. And what I, what I would love for you to do, and you're probably doing it, is continue to get information um, and, and get it to the right people so that we can make a difference. I've always believed that when people know better they do better. I know for me always if when I know better, I do better. and a lot of the Muslims that I know you know many of us came to Islam at the same age, 17, 18, 19 if you talk to Hamza and Imam Zaid and the rest of us, it was that year you know in college and you know end of high school we kind of found ourselves um, and Allah blessed us you know to stay to stay the course. Um, I think a lot of Muslims have taken their Islam for granted. Uh, I remember I was a Christian. I was seven years old, a Sunday morning, getting ready to go to church, and I'm, I'm getting dressed. And I told my mother I was a Baptist Christian. I said, uh, "Why, why we got to go to church anyway?" So what my mother did, she got a strap, and she hit me a couple of times, and said, "Now you understand why we go to go to church." I said, "Yes, ma'am." But I didn't understand it, and she didn't explain to me. So years later, I left the church and went to the masjid. Our children are asking the question, why we gotta go to the masjid? I don't understand. Why I gotta wear kimar? Why I gotta do this? Why I gotta go to madrasa? Why I gotta go to a Muslim school? How come I have to make salat? They're asking the same questions. And I think what happened is that um, we took the Islam for granted, many, many of them, you know, born to Muslim parents. Um, I again, I I had no one to turn to when I became Muslim, so then now I'm the first generation of Muslims. I love it. Now my children, they're Muslims, most of them, you know, but they gotta find it the way I found it, and um, because they can't be a Muslim because I'm a Muslim. I just asked my children; they were young. I said. You 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 want to you want to be Muslim? You you sure you want to be Muslim? Yeah, we want to be Muslim. You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said you don't have to be Muslim if you don't want to be. No, we want to be Muslim. So it's it's again, and and I appreciate it. I know what I used to be, and and many of our children hadn't experienced the dunya, um, though some of them are now. So anyway, I I you know I make du'a for you brothers. Uh, to get the information out to the people, to do your research, um, so that so that we can make a difference. Because I always want to make a difference. Um, no matter how many people took shahada through my hand, Alhamdulillah, uh, to me it's still not enough. I want to do more. Um, I'm excited today about Islam as I was 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Um, so I pray Allah subhanahu wa taala keep me that way, uh, that um, I die as a Muslim. And as I lived as a Muslim, inshallah.
2: JazakAllah Khairi, Mr. Raj. May Allah reward you, preserve Thank you, you uh, bless you and your family for all these uh, tremendous service to the community. And as you said, we hope we Thank hope you. to see keep you know your your energy is something that is, is still very much a part <laughs> of our community certainly is for me uh, I know for Ghaedar for you as well I mean uh, and uh, Alhamdulillah you know we're, we're just really honored to be able to have this short conversation with you and inshallah again hopefully we'll try to catch you again uh, before you have a 4am flight the next yeah morning. yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely you, pleasure brother. I really I do appreciate it I appreciate you and um, all the work that you do and um, help help us, the imams, the leaders, the uncles, help us to get into the 21st century. If Even if you have to drag us. And some of us, you're going to have to drag.
0: SubhanAllah. I mean, this podcast, although it's short, you know... Uh and you mentioned that uh, you wanted to be in a better energy, but your simplicity in uh, delivering the, the, the principles, you know, the, exactly, the message yeah. is very inspiring to us. And, and, and we believe in the barakah, by the way, of, of having it to sit in front of you. And we believe in the barakah that you carry, mashallah. And, and we believe in uh, the, you know, subhanAllah, and like Islam is simple, you but- know, uh, and those who carry it speak to the point. Right. And, and, and that is to us, you know, something and to the listeners, I'm, I'm sure, you know, we don't have to speak a lot in terms of the, uh, we don't have to philosophize a lot you know, about the about, <laughs> We you don't know, even Islam. make it
2: unnecessarily more complicated. Right. right. I mean so
0: we, we just make it, keep it to the point. And, th- and the fact that you mentioned that after four years you are as Excited about Islam as the first day, yeah. it's something for everybody to reflect upon. And may Allah, inshallah, make us of those who do reflect A- and act A- upon it. I mean, I mean, on behalf
2: of uh, Qaydar and uh, the whole team here, I'd like to thank all our listeners for joining us for another episode. Uh, you can uh, always uh, um, check out our, our recent episodes on imamra.com give us feedback uh, send us um, your feedback and uh, please subscribe to the podcast share it with friends and family to get it uh, all that helps to get it to
0: and keep Imam Siraj in your
2: du'as please. absolutely absolutely <laughs> exactly So one comes. thing I want we wish all of us should be doing and until then we'll see you in the next, the next episode Assalamualaikum Peace be unto you